It is that time again. Welcome to another installment of Ball Watching, this time World Cup edition. Uh, we've been spinning up some World Cup content for you all, kind of getting everyone into the tournament as we are at the time of airing this only a day away from the first World Cup game um, with Qatar and Ecuador kicking us Qatar. off. Uh, yeah, whatever we want to say on that one. Uh, so first game, obviously, coming up, really exciting. Definitely going to be tuning into that. Probably not going to be the best game of soccer you've ever seen in your life. But what will be some of, I don't know if I'll say the best, but just some of the most emotionally just into it game coming right after that is on Monday. And your U.S. men's national team will be taking on Wales. Uh, I, I could not point to Wales necessarily on a map. I know it's kind of like a country like within another country. Uh, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, you probably get that joke more. But it's I think it's part of the United Kingdom. Technically. It is. I want to say it's on the yes. west side of it. Yeah, and it, and if you think back to World Cup history, I, I I want to say Wales has only a few million residents as a country. So kind of similar vibe here to Croatia and the story that they put together on their Cinderella run. Um, so very, very small country that we're dealing with. And one with, I would say, sadly, probably a worse history in the World Cup than, than us. Uh, and that is that of recently, this is Wales' second ever appearance in a world cup and we can laugh about that but you know obviously we, we missed out on the last one and that really sucked and we missed out for a period as well there but they haven't been they haven't played a world cup match in 64 years it's think it's about sad. that that's sad but jake i will say like you said we've talked about this a little bit on when we released the u.s men's national team it's not about the history it's about the guys that are playing right now and this team is this team is dangerous. This is going to be a very tough game. You know, so I, I was I was reading some stuff today in, in preparation for this, and everyone says, "Oh, you know, every game's really important." Blah blah blah. blah and you know, your first game is really important, but statistically, your odds of qualifying out of your group after the first game obviously very differently depending on the result. If you win your first game, so if we beat Wales, we now have an 80 plus percent chance to qualify for the round of 16 and get out of our group. That's without that, that's playing one game. One game. That that's how important this first game is regardless of who you're playing. You got to pick up 3 points. And anything less puts you off significantly because if you lose that first game, I think out of the last, I saw a stat today, out of the last 73 teams in the past couple of World Cups that took place that lost their first game, only eight made it out of the group. So know that if we do lose on, on Monday, that we're heading into some tough odds. I think it's a 10% chance to get out of the group one if you lose your first game. So know that these players are coming into this game knowing that this is all important. Uh, you know, every game is going to be super important, but this first one added added emphasis especially knowing that that our next game is then against england you we need at least a point if not three and we've talked to you guys before that it would go to a tiebreaker so say we lose to wales and then we tie england and beat iran um then we'd have four points say somehow wales or england end up with those points the tiebreaker would be goal differential and i don't see us scoring a lot of goals in the next tiebreaker if you have the same goal differential someone else is goal scored so i i i don't want to say this is a must win 
but it's at least a must tie. And if we lose this game, we are in a very yeah. scary place. Anything short, you either have to win out or you have to hope on other results that go right. favorably your way. So that's a little bit of context for the importance of this first game that hopefully you all are aware of because it's pretty insane how important this first game is. And against Wales, they're coming into this tournament. You know, they they actually had to go through the European playoff to get into here. They, they actually defeated Ukraine in the final round to get into the tournament itself here. So they didn't have the best of, of, of ease and time getting into this. They've kind of popped up as a pretty formidable national team in the last couple of years. So good for them. Their head coach kind of talking us down a little bit in, in the media in the interview. I saw you get an interview and kind of just said this is a game they expect to get maximum points from. And that's the kind of stuff, you know, give it to me. I love, love, love to hear that from opposing players and coaches because – that is just fuel for the fire. If these young guys, you know, they're in tune with what's going on on social media. You know, they're all the trends and all that stuff. And they probably love to hear some old guy that coaches Wales, that he doesn't look at them with any sort of respect. And he didn't say that, obviously, but you can read between the lines that he expects to get full points here. Yeah. And I I, I mean, what do, what do you expect him to say? Like, oh, we, we, we're trying to get out of here with a tie. He's going to say it. I, I know, or he shouldn't mean it. I wouldn't expect yeah. to get full points against us. I, he should be hoping that they don't lose. That's about it. We are favored in the game. Jake, I was looking at the odds. The mm-hmm. U.S. is plus 155 and Wales is plus 210. So if you bet $10 on the U.S. to win, you win $15.50. You bet $10 on Wales, you win $21. And that's how betting works. If you have less odds, or you have worse odds, you get more money if they win. So we are favored slightly. I would, I would say that's a very small edge, but it's going to be a grind. It is going to be a grind. And, you know, we don't come into this World Cup, you know, th- not necessarily on fire either. I mean, we've kind of limped our way through the rest of qualifying. These last couple of friendlies haven't been the prettiest. So this is a sense of like the history of what we're dealing with here. We got a team against Wales. That's driven. They've got this period or this window open now where they've got a good national team. They're in the top 20 right now. I think they're ranked 19th according to FIFA's rankings. This is a time that they need to get something. They need to get something out of it because this may not come again. Obviously, it didn't come for a long time in between this time and their last World Cup. So they'll be playing with every intention of trying to to advance further. So they're going to be a driven team, but they're going to be matched by us. And we had this young, really untested at this top level of performance stage at the world cup where we've had ebbs and flows you know we we obviously did not qualify for russia in 2018 but then we basically hit reset we hired a sporting director with ernie stewart who we talked to we have new gms accountable to this now we basically just restarted the whole process a whole new batch of players only yedlin is returning from the past world cup so these guys i just hope are just hungry and they should feel they're going to feel pressure they should feel the least amount of pressure in there because they are the youngest team. No one's tried and tested at this level before. And I don't think there's much respect being given to them from other opponents. So that should all be going into their minds and really just giving them the freedom to go out there and play their game. So that's some of the context I think you're starting to read between the lines between these two teams. They don't have much playing history against each other. I think only twice we saw they, they yep. played each other. Yeah, yeah, I mean, back in 2003, uh, W for us, 2 nothing, And then 2020, uh, we had a tie against them. That's when Reyna and Musa made their debut. So, I mean, yeah. you can't really – and that's two years ago. Like you just said, they're completely different teams, so you can't use either of those as, like, 
history to use to say, like, oh, we should probably win or tie this game. It's, it's going to be a completely brand new slate on Monday. Right. So this matchup is obviously very interesting. You have two teams that have something to prove coming here to the World Cup. Um, us with kind of the window, I'd say, starting to crack open in terms of U.S. soccer and where we're trending. I think we're trending upwards. I think they've reached a point, and I could be wrong here. Maybe they'll continue, but they've kind of reached this peak here but they've got to make it worth it now because they don't, I don't know if there's the most robust youth system going out uh, through Wales right now. So let's give a little bit of some background into like what, what to expect from this Wales team. And when you say Wales, what, who do you think of when you, when you say Wales soccer? Mr. Gareth Bale, Mr. Gareth Bale. He is a little bit of an enigma of a player. You know, the guy obviously excelled in crazy form at Tottenham made the big money move to Real, never really got a cemented position uh, after maybe the first couple of years with them. Uh, actually became sort of a laughing stock sometimes with his commitment to golf as well. And people questioned his commitment to the game. And he ends up coming here to LAFC and he he's, you know, sparingly used, but he scores one of the biggest goals, obviously, at the MLS Cup. So the guy's got it. He I, I, To me, Gareth Bale, let me know what you think here. Gareth Bale is has moments of world class in him. He's got this ability to flip a switch and do things that not many players on this planet can do. But he's also got a lot in the middle that you're just he might float in and out of games and you don't even recognize him sometimes. I think he I think he stays in the shadows a lot, like you said. And he'll he'll step up in big moments. You're like, damn, that's still Gareth Bale. He still got it. And but then he'll he'll just go gone for three games straight on some of these games. Um, I do think that will change in the World Cup. Just with the the hype and all of that, and knowing that the whale that whales are literally just trying to play through him, and he's a beast up top. If anybody doesn't know anything about him, he's massive, fast, extremely strong in the air and on his foot. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the ways that they play. And it was kind of when I was doing some research, Jake, it was interesting. Whales ranked at the bottom for possession in mm-hmm. World Cup qualifying at just forty eight percent a game, but they moved the ball faster than the majority of the World Cup teams going forward which means that they are literally probably just taking it from their back line and going straight up top to Gareth Bale and just trying to put him in. So not a whole lot of possession. So when you're watching this game, we, I could definitely see this. I'm a little scared, honestly. We will possess the ball. We'll pass it around our back line and Wales will be fine with that. I don't see them pressing us that high. I think they'll sit back and they'll do some counterattacks. And that's, what's going to be a little scary is if we make one bad pass and we're, we're not seeing the guy coming from behind us and then we lose the ball, it's going to be quick. So if they score one, I think it's yeah. going to be like this. They're just going to go straight up the middle. They're a team that I've watched and that I've done some research on where I think they have two main areas of hurting us where they can hurt us. You mentioned one, counterattacks. They'll have probably pressing triggers, you know, heavy touches that our players make or, um, you know, whatever. They're going to look to hit us on the break because they have speed. They have a player like Dan James uh, who played at Man United. He's got not the – Biggest player, but he can run like the wind. They have another uh, player in Brennan Johnson who plays for Nottingham Forest. Similar, very, very fast. And you look at our wingbacks on our team, which we'll get to in a second, but these players are also known to kind of go forward. So for us, it's going to be a matter of knowing where that space exists or that we leave behind because we can be vulnerable there. And we probably will be vulnerable there. They'll want to hit us in the counterattack. They're not going to be the team that's going to break us down by these technical you know, passing movements, connecting 30, 40 passes at a time. They'll want to hit in the counterattack and they'll want to hit on the dead ball. Gareth Bale is a set piece specialist. 
They will look for free kicks, corner kicks, anything to get their chances. Because to be quite honest, we're favored because we deserve to be favored. We play a better style of, of, of the game. We play more progressive. We build. It's going to be difficult, though. You're going to need some creative players that are making line-breaking passes, drawing whales out of um, out of their organization, maybe because they play three center backs sometimes. If they play three center backs, they're creating a five-man back line that we have to basically break apart. And that's going to be hard for these young guys. This is going to be a tough experiment. Luckily, they do get that kind of treatment in CONCACAF for, for qualifying where teams park the bus and say, hey, try it. Try to score on us. And they're going to have the same treatment here. I think, and I think that if they do that five in the back, like they, they have recently, it's going to be tough for our, some of our wingers. Like that's usually where Pulisic gets his space is getting out mm-hmm. wide. And if you already have a guy that's already in front of him, you can't really take him down the line. So it's going to be a different, ty- different style of play. We're going to need to probably look to go through the middle a little bit more or play way yeah. in and some, some balls in behind. So it's definitely going to be a different lineup. And, and I mean, we'll get more into the players as well, but I think yeah. another, another good thing to know about Wales is that I, they they call them more a more veteran team, and really, I just think that means old. In my opinion, a lot of these guys are old, but they are extremely. They do have a lot of history in the game. I think what I mean, you're an Arsenal guy. Ramsey was there for started in 2008 yeah. with Arsenal. That was 14 years mm-hmm. ago. The man's been playing professional yeah. soccer for that long. So, yeah. him, Ben Davies, uh, Wayne Hennessy, with Gareth Bale being 33 years old, I, I'm kind of hoping. And I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter today about. Uh, England's having a tough time with 81 degree heat. I'm wondering if some of these old guys will have that problem as well. I think I, I, I would, hope so. I would hope, yeah, maybe a little cramp, a little pulled hammy. We got the young lungs. We're good. I mean, these guys should have no problem with that. The U.S. gets hot as can be. Jesus Ferreira plays in Dallas. This man has had it much worse. Someone, so, uh, someone quote tweeted it, and they're like, "Give me England in Houston of 2026 in that. July," and I'm like, "Absolutely, they're going to die. Please. It'll literally be 110." Oh, my God. So that that's kind of some of the matchup that we expect to see here. I think it'll be a very frustrating, probably initial start to the game as we get, try to grow into it, create chances, and they're just stifling us and just putting numbers behind the ball. So it's going to be a very edge-of-your-seat type game. It's going to be frustrating. We're not going to be able to play the game we want to play sometimes. They're going to try to cut out any chances we do try to create and then hit us in the counterattack. So there'll be some nervy moments, and there will be chances on both sides. We'll draw players out of position. We'll drum up some chances. They'll do the same on the counter or dead balls. So that's what we kind of expect to see uh, in this game. I think if we go up early, that changes things entirely because Wales is not known to break teams down. And then we kind of play their own game against them. Not to say we take the foot off the gas, but if if they go down, their methodology and their way of playing is kind of broken. They're going to expect to defend, defend, and, and try to see if they could steal a goal. Uh, so that's what I expect to see. In, in terms of personnel starting 11 for Wales I'm not going to go into really Wales starting 11 you're going to probably see Gareth Bale Justin mentioned a couple but Dan James I could see starting for them I could see Brennan Johnson Kiefer Moore is their six foot five striker up top I'm sure he'll be a nuisance um, for our back line to defend obviously he's a freaking giant we'll but... be fine we've got he's going up against two oh I have two man buttons two man buttons <laughs> we're fine that's true that's true so they've got some weapons. Absolutely. They got some weapons that can that can hurt us. But this is what we're thinking. And we're going to show it visually. But for you all that are just listening on the podcast, we will definitely just kind of give you a voiceover. Here's what I have for my U.S. starting 11 right now. The back four, I imagine Justin and I will have the same. I also have Turner, Matt Turner, starting in goal. Uh, Stefan didn't make the team. I think Turner's a hands-down lock starter. 
Um, I got Anthony Robinson at left back. He's our only left back there. Easy decision. I got Timmy Ream, STL made at center back, partner with Walker Zimmerman. Um, man, man buns are, are the key theme there. And then Serge, Serginho Dest at the right back position. Loves to go forward, loves to bomb up there. He's got some great technical ability and can make people look silly, but could also be exposed sometimes defensively. In the middle of the park, we got Musa and Adams anchoring the midfield. Musa, a little more freedom to go forward, uh, but he's also great defensively. Adams, I'd say more focused defensively. He'll be the ones to cut out the counterattacks where he can and provide defensive cover where positions are left, maybe on the wings or in the middle of the park. And I've got Reyna. I've got Reyna in my midfield three as an attacking midfielder. We're going to need every bit of creativity we can get. He brings a lot of that. And we're going to have to break down this line with some crazy great passes and and things that not every player can see. So that's who I've got in my 11. Uh, Sorry, I didn't even cover the forwards. Pulisic on my left. Jesus Ferreira up top for me. I'm not solely convinced on that. If it's someone else, I don't think I'll cry about it. He's the one I'm kind of not very convinced on. And I've got Brendan Aronson on my wing. So that's that's my 11 that I have for you, Justin. Any tweaks, changes to this? Same goalie, same back four. Going into the midfield, I don't know if I'm going to start Musa. I think I'd okay. actually take Weston McKinney, um, which oh, I know is okay. it's, it, he hasn't been playing extremely well as of late, but I just I love I love his attitude. I think he can hold it a little bit better with if you put him and Adams as your anchor. I kind of like mm-hmm. him a little bit more um, with that shape. Reyna up in the middle, probably. Uh, I... I love him. I just, I don't know. He's been a little injury prone. We'll see how long yeah. that goes. Yeah. Um, Josh Sargent, maybe over Ferreira. I, it'll probably be Ferreira, to be honest, to start it, but I would love Josh Sargent to be there. Mm-hmm. And then Aronson on the right wing, you're probably right. Cause I'm trying to think if we bring it, it will be him or Wea. And so Wea. Which, which one do you want coming off the bench for a spark plug? And so yep. Wea can come in and just get, get right at guys. And I think that'd be good maybe later in the second half. And so maybe he is the yeah. better one coming off the bench, but I, that's a good problem to have with those two. And let me clarify you, cause you called something out and I agree. This is not my ideal 11. This is what I think gets rolled out on Monday. Right. I think I've also heard murmurings, Justin, of, of Tim Wea potentially serving as a striker uh, to give us a little more dynam- dynamic ability. We know what he's capable of. I don't know if striker is the best position for him, but would you take him because you know what he can do? He's a known quantity to Greg at this point. Jesus hasn't been the most impressive. I'm open to changes. Absolutely here. But this is what I think gets rolled out. And I, I agree with some of your changes, too. I, I could see a couple of those tweaks happening with Greg. But likely, we're going to be pretty close here, if I had to yeah. guess. I don't. I, I would not like Weya in the middle up top. Just quickly, I, I don't think okay. he'd be as. I don't think he'd be as good with his back to the goal uh, and holding the ball up. I'd rather have Ferreira, someone that's that's kind of been there, done that, or Josh Sargent with how big he is. I would rather have Weya go on the wings, but we'll see. Final bit here, Justin. Storylines. I don't have much for you. We mentioned that Musa and Reina made their debut against Wales. Uh, they were both seventeen at the time, which is freaking crazy. Uh, so they've got that history and maybe something they want to make another special stamp on this uh, next meeting. Otherwise, I hope everyone saw that Sports Center awful, awful tweet this morning that was quickly deleted uh, when they actually tried to make a starting 11 all in U.S. jerseys of like current U.S. athletes like Patrick Kane, Steph Curry, LeBron James. This happens like every year where someone that doesn't know soccer like puts all these athletes in soccer uniforms and says, what if? And it just like it kills me. Because if you want to grow the sport, 
why wouldn't you give more exposure and reach to the people that are actually playing it and having the fans get to know them more versus like sticking LeBron in a U.S. jersey? Like, I, I get it, but it is the stupidest thing, and it happens so often. I saw that today, and I literally almost spit my coffee out. Yeah, it was like, it was gone. It was gone in like 15 minutes. Taylor Twelman tweeted it up, and I saw you responded yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah, you all got to check it out. It's awful. I'm, it, I know pictures of it exist out there, so if you haven't seen it, definitely – uh, take a look at it. Otherwise, as we start to wrap up here, we got a fun little thing going on, an idea for you all. Uh, we have a bracket challenge for the World Cup. It is out there. We've already tweeted and Instagrammed about it. Join. We're going to have a prize. I, we have not determined it yet, but I think it's probably going to be something from Series 6, which has fantastic apparel when you use code ball watching at checkout for 15% off uh, all your Shameless purchases store-wide. Shameless plug. Uh, we're going to have a prize. Series six, we're going to be able to get something for you all. But go fill out a bracket. Go join. Go play with us. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's a lot of tough groups out there. I filled mine out today, and I had some tough decisions to make. So we're excited to see and interact with you all here. And if you guys haven't done one before, it's it's very similar to what you would do for college basketball. And it will. And with that, it keeps you involved in games that you honestly wouldn't care about anyway. So it'll be nice when the U.S. doesn't have games going on that you still want to watch a game and kind of feel like you have something on it. So, or if you want to bet, text me. Yeah, absolutely. Shoot, shoot, Justin a DM. Uh, otherwise, final couple things we close out. Qatar is alcohol free now in the stadiums and just in the perimeter of the stadiums. So not only will you be flying to Qatar, spending a fortune on the tickets and staying in your hotels, blah, 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 no alcohol. You're going to watch every single game sober while in that perimeter. They'll have alcohol in the fan zones and at certain hotels and restaurants, but already shaping up to be an issue. I know there's going to be a lot of stuff going on while, while we're over there in Qatar. We're not going to be there, but while the whole World Cup's going on there, I'm sure there will be a lot of activation, a lot of demonstrations for a lot of the, some of the crazy human rights stuff they have going on there with LGBTQ plus and women's rights. Uh, I hope to see a lot of that. I, I bet the U S is uh, at the forefront of a lot of that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Qatar handles some of those. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, we will not be uh, sober while watching these games, especially no. not the England game on black Friday, but no. what would you say, Jake, just to leave them, what are you looking for in this game? And then what is your projected outcome? Just if you were to if you were to give someone a, a 15 yeah. second, hey, this is what I'm this is what I expect in the game. Go. I expect us to come out and try to assert ourselves by using what Greg prefers as his style of play, which is very similar to City, trying to be very possession oriented, maybe pressing sometimes and creating chances. I assume that we will not be successful in that over a certain bout of time, and at which point we need to revert to survival mode in which we need to do what it takes to win the game, not necessarily win it pretty. There's no extra points for winning pretty or winning in style. It's three points. No one cares about how you get it. I think the U.S. gets a goal in the last 30 minutes of the game, and we win that game one nothing and defend for our freaking lives for the last 10 minutes. I agree with the one nothing. I think the goal comes earlier. I think it'll come in the first 30 minutes. I hope so. Specifically, specifically 10 to 30. That's what I'm saying. There's my hot take. Yeah. I think it's going to be a one nothing game. And then we are going to be hugging Gareth Bale for the rest of the game. Cause I don't, I mean, we asked, we can beat, we can get beat by other guys, but I think ultimately what you're going to look to see in this game is the U S is going to possess the ball. We're going to lose it at points. And then they're going to counter and go through Gareth Bale on the wing. And he's going to either get in behind or balls on top. 
they're going to try to whip balls in as well to what I forgot to do his name. You said it's six, five and our man buns are going to have to get up. Yeah. Yeah. So one, nothing. I think we both agree there. U S wins. Got to grind. Lock it in, baby. Last thing I'll say, Matt Turner will have to make at least one or two big saves for this team. They will get a chance. He left to stand on his head. I'm confident he's got it in him. I'm confident we have it in us. US 1-0. You heard it here from the hosts. Tune back in for the game. It's going to be electric on Fox at 1 p.m. on Monday. Tune in. It's going to be electric. The World Cup has begun, ladies and gentlemen. And we are here to facilitate and guide you all through it. Thanks for watching. See ya. Thank you.